tunnel <laughs> yeah it sounded like a like a really nice skype call for sure yeah um, <laughs> um how about your week man it's pretty good um worked a bunch emmett's birthday was on saturday or emmett's birthday party was on saturday his actual birthday was on monday so he's five now feels fucking weird but uh it's cool and yeah as that's dope as usual let's uh Give it up for our sponsor. Not a sponsor quite yet, but I, I'm, I'm thinking we're making progress with White Claw. I got the mango today. Always a sponsor idea for sure. I'm literally going to plug but this. We're even closer to it. I'm, I'm going to plug it every week until they fucking hit us up. Like, if we just keep trying, they're eventually going to have to see it. Like, <laughs> they have to. Yeah, I mean, I got, I got the Twitter rolling now. I got the Instagram rolling. So, yeah. I mean, I can... Hit them up uh, once a week or more, you know? Hopefully they'll respond. Big news for anyone that does listen to the podcast and isn't already. uh, We did make social media for the podcast. So uh, you can find us on Instagram at uh, The Musical Podcast. That's just the at. Uh, It's just The Musical Podcast. Find us there. Follow us. Enjoy our posts. And uh, Bijan, you're handling the, the Twitter side of things, right? Yeah, I am. Uh, the Twitter has got like the really weird handle. Um, the handle is musical podcast, kind of. Um, it's pod ca one, um, but I mean, if you type in musical podcast, um, it'll pop up. It's the first thing that does. Hell yeah! Um, so we're making some big moves. Yeah, one episode. One episode in, we're already plugging the social medias. It's pretty good. Um, proud of us for doing it. Uh, so yeah, we got a pretty good week Absolutely. of uh, music to talk about. Uh, today, we are going to talk about uh, the new Chamber album and the new Pup EP. But before we get into that, you know, as we do, we're going to talk a little bit about the music news. And this week for me, uh, we're just going to do a quick little uh, talk about this new Ghost Main album that came out. Um, if you don't know Ghost Main, he's this weird kind of running with the trend from last week of clipping. It's another horrorcore hip-hop type thing. But Ghost Main uh, is actually from a hardcore and metal background. So this dude does uh, like trap, hip-hop, 
blended with just metal and gent type shit um the new album he put out is called anti-icon it was supposed to be released on like major labels and shit but i guess like it was supposed to have released like ages ago but um there's like this whole fucking battle uh ghost main had with like the rec i don't know which record label he was supposed to be dropping it with but like there's just this whole battle and he for all if you love or hate the guy uh he did stand true for keeping the rights to his music and it's entirely why he released it independently and dropped any ties he had with the major label he was working with because they basically did not want him to like retain 100 percent rights to his music and he basically was just like hey fuck this um i actually didn't really fuck i liked some of ghost main's music up you know, up to now, like I listened to a few songs here or there, but just never really caught my ear. And then I saw that he had dropped something new. It just popped up on my YouTube feed one morning and I listened to it and it is fucking good. Like it's still trap heavy and fucking, he's got this weird blend of like kind of high pitched weird. I don't know what to even compare it to, but it's just high pitched like vocal delivery mixed with like droney low-pitched vocal delivery it's kind of it's edgy and in my opinion the lyrics are also very like 14 year old on 4chan type shit but this time around his fucking like blend with the with the metal stuff like his breakdowns in it and he plays a lot of the guitar in it which is tight uh i know travis barker did some drumming for him on this one but Travis does shit with, like, fucking everybody nowadays. I don't know. It's called Anti-Icon. Give it a listen. It's pretty fucking good. I mean, it has some It has some good cuts on it. There's some really cool... There's just some cool shit that I haven't really heard in a while, and it was just, like, kind of refreshing to hear. And while being refreshing, it kind of wasn't just, like, a one-track thing. Like, I didn't listen to it once and be like, all right, fuck this after that. Like, I, I went back to it pretty much since I heard it on Friday, so... Um, I've I've listened to a couple things with uh, Ghost Mane in the past, but nothing's like really stuck. So I kind of get a lot of what you're saying. Um, yeah, he's it's it's a very weird style. And I think that this one was like kind of more personal in a way, and it, it felt more like you're actually hearing his influences and kind of hearing like him as a you know. It has like this like weird like Merlin Manson MSI orgy Nine Inch Nails inspired yeah. stuff going on, but then also I think it's the best of what he's done in the past. And then he's kind of like doing all of his like I don't know, kind of his own thing. Like yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, like it's like kind of like clipping and stuff, but you know, like I think he has like his own like unique style that like a lot of people kind of bite off of but it's not necessarily yeah i don't know it's just i feel like he's confident and i think that's like the the biggest takeaway from it was like he was confident in what he released and made and it yeah you can tell like he he wasn't trying to appeal to anyone in particular because you saw it go from like some cuts were super fucking just hip-hop, like, just straight up. It was just, like, a fucking straight-up trap song. And then there were others where it was just a fucking breakdown, like, over and over again with him yelling over it. And 
I mean, this dude came from, what, two different hardcore bands, and you definitely see him pulling that influence in this one. So, Anti-Icon, Ghost Main, check it out. And then my second talk about music news is uh, to anyone who doesn't know me on a personal level and only sees my image and kind of the music I talk about as a whole. Uh, you wouldn't expect this, I guess, but the new Ariana Grande song came out on Friday. It's called Position or Positions. And holy fucking shit, does it smack. Like, I am so fucking excited for this album to come out. It comes out on Friday. We will be reviewing it next week. Um, last year, Ariana Grande was on my top 10 of 2019 with Thank You Next. And I can pretty much guarantee that she'll be up there for 2020 as well. Um, you know, amidst the slew of hardcore and metal and clipping, that'll be on my top 10 list. But um, yeah, Positions was fucking good. It's such a banger. If you haven't listened to it, you probably live under a rock, but if you haven't listened to it, you should fucking listen to it because it's so good. It's just perfect pop music, but it's, oh my God, I could literally talk forever about Ariana Grande and how good she is, but that's, that's, that was my week. It was Ghost Mane and Ariana Grande when it wasn't Chamber and Pup, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, both of our weeks were definitely Chamber and Pup. Mm-hmm. Um, for, as far as music news goes for me, um, last year... Um, my like album of the year was the odious. Um, they put out a record last year and I think I played that album way too much, probably an everyday thing. Um, I even like flew out and like went to go see him in Portland, um, on the album release show. So it was, uh, something that I really enjoyed. Um, their guitarist, um, slash vocalist, um, he is part of a death metal band now called Vilnir. Uh, they just put out a new record. Uh, he plays bass on it, and then he also produced it. Um, this album is really good. Um, it's like a kind of a old school death metal take, but then also kind of has this like new kind of like faceless technical death metal kind of style as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, A lot of moments where there's some good soloing um of course like i said the bass was uh, recorded by spinny and um like the bass just sounds ridiculous i haven't heard like bass on a death metal record like this since like obscura's first record or like necrophages so it was a really really tight record um you know some of the moments in there like um you know a subterranean womb and descending into agility um, those songs are super heavy. They have like cannibal corpse and like aborted moments, but then also that... um, are just very different. There's a lot of tongue twister riffs and just, uh, you know, heaviness all around. So I would say go check that album out. And that's about all I have for music news. Yeah, when you sent me that one, I listened to it while I was working, and that shit was everything you need when you look for like old school death metal i i I really liked it and i liked the comparison there to aborted because i definitely heard that a few times while listening to it i was just like dude this is straight up just some fucking like dirty od sm shit like their osdm shit like i fucking always mix that up but whatever um i yeah it was good and i did not know it was the (laughs) dude from the odious because yeah that album was also 
one of my favorites from last year. I honestly, I still listen to it like it's oh yeah, as hell, so yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's music news for the week, basically. Uh, Ariana Grande, look out for that album. Uh, you know, would have been tight to try to get an early copy of that one, too, but I, I think that would have been a bit harder to pull off than Clipping was. Um, she'll, she'll come around just like White Claw. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to have the sponsors left and right. Ariana Grande is going to be plugging the show. We're going to be huge. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, let's get into... Music video. Yeah. Just us in the fucking background, just like drinking champagne or some shit, or White Claw, just drinking White Claw in the background of an Ariana Grande video. There you go. Yeah, let's get into this week because uh, I think there's quite a bit to talk about on these two albums, well, album and EP that we listen to. But um, yeah, we'll start off with Chamber. Um, so this came out was it last week? I think. Yes. Yeah. It, it did. Uh. Yeah, so Chamber came out with a new album called Cost of Sacrifice. Uh, these guys have been touring a bunch lately. Um, I mean, obviously not lately because of the pandemic, but uh, prior to that, they were doing a lot of fucking touring and kind of making a name for themselves. I I saw them, they came onto my radar, radar when I saw them open for Varials and Counterparts on the Private Room Tour, and... I mean, obviously, Counterparts and Varials fucking killed it, but Chamber, for being, like, an opener, quote-unquote, they fucking kept up. They kept up. They, you know, you know how shows like that go on, where it's, like, the openers don't really get too much in the realm of, like, crowd interaction and shit, but when Chamber was playing, man, motherfuckers were crowd-killing and just going nuts. Um, pretty much just, like, a what you'd expect from any band associating themselves with like the Acacia strain chamber, uh, varials counterparts. Like it's just some good old fashioned, uh, modern, hardcore, melodic, hardcore type shit. Um, and you said you saw them with the Acacia strain, like the week everything went into full lockdown, right? Yeah. Um, so this was the last band that I did see. And this was like the, crazy moment that happened in california where like things were changing like by the hour and it's like um before the show happened like um there was that chain reaction and uh wasn't sure if i was gonna go because they ended up like deciding day of that they were gonna split the shows in two to kind of cut down the crowd so one was at 12 o'clock and the other one was at six and I was originally scheduled to like go to the 12 o'clock one, but I was like super far away at that time. And like I had to email them and they were like, yeah, I guess you can come to the, the second show. So I was almost terrified that I wasn't even going to see a show. And then uh, while waiting, you know, um, go to Target and see people fighting each other over toilet paper and, and water. And <laughs> that was that was the most hardcore thing I saw that day, even with Chamber. Uh, with a full crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, dude. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Cost of Sacrifice. Fucking great album. Uh, I've been listening to it. So I started listening to it pretty like heavily to get a good review of it on like Sunday. 
and honestly i think i've listened to it like three times at least three times a day since then just like front to back it's it it's quick it's not like a super long there's nothing really drawn out about it. i think it's like it's just it clocks in like right around 30 minutes um yeah yeah it's 10 songs and it's just from from the moment it starts up man it's just heavy like it's just pure fucking heavy um the one thing i noticed right off the jump with this album is uh the harmonic rakes are in full swing with these guys uh, they <laughs> they fucking love that shit yes and some bands you know when they do that it sounds kind of corny or whatever but the mixed with just the guitar tone they have and the way that each time they do it it's not like it's not like a quick rake where it just makes that like sound of a harmonic rake really fast like they draw that shit out for every string like you hear it every time Mm -hmm. and i thought that was super tight because it just does add like a nice kind of breakdown noise like how every band always adds like the weird noises in their breakdowns and some bands stick with pinch harmonics some bands do whammy pedal some do fucking weird ass noises in general these guys are just doing the rakes and it sounds fucking good um for me the top tracks on this one for me were fracture uh disassemble reassemble impulse and cost of sacrifice um funnily funny enough two of my favorite songs off of this one were kind of like interlude break like interlude kind of tracks because uh impulse and disassemble reassemble are pretty much just like breakdown songs um but something about the one in impulse man it's just like it's got well actually impulse was a full song it just has a really long instrumental break like in the middle of it which is which is awesome because i mean that's a, a song that you hear and you know that's a song that they like jammed in the practice space mm-hmm. and they probably jammed on it for hours and hours and hours. And that's exactly how it always sounds. Right. And like, maybe there were, you know, delay pedals, you know, there, there are in the actual song, but maybe there were other parts that were, you know, kind of like doomy and drawn out right? Um, that we'll never hear. But, um, you know, as, like live, that's going to be awesome. Oh yeah. You know, um, and love- that's just like one of those moments where you wish you, could see a live show or just be in a band or be in the same room as a band. Right. And what I liked about impulse the most was, I mean, it's just so nitpicky type shit, but they do the, they have like that groove going with like the chord progression. That's like a breakdown chord progression, but like the triplets on every Mm -hmm. third bar, just to kind of break up the breakdown into just like a fucking, you just have that moment of like the triplet slow chug thing is just so tight. Um, I loved the way the leads kind of stuck like the lead guitars in that breakdown passage kind of stick through the whole song just in various ways. Like initially it starts off with, like you said, like the delay pedal and it kind of is just like not necessarily tremolo picking, but it's just not like individual notes kind of rung out. But then as the song progresses and it slows it down at the end there, those leads kind of become just this like really eerie haunting kind of just, background noise that fills the space um which that was one thing i really noticed on this album as a whole was they do a really good job of filling the space of sound without like doing too much to where it sounds overdone or like they tried too hard it's just the whole album has like a very full sound to it there's never really too much 
dead air or anything like that and the moments where it is quiet or it is kind of slower they feel intentional because you have all this other shit that's just filling it so well um they really don't let you breathe on this album no not at all like i mean when it's not heavy it's super intricate and when it's not like when they're done being intricate they're right back to heavy um you know instrumental breaks or whatever like they're just always at 100 on this album and i thought it was just a huge change from the last album because i don't think that they really kind of separated themselves from the herd Um, right right you know especially like the the nashville scene just in general you know like um you know 30 uh 30 nights of violence and like orthodox are from the same area Mm -hmm. and like they they all kind of have like a similar ish sound um but i you know like this album they kind of just show everyone that they're kind of going in a different direction and they're kind of being the masters of their domain and i like that they did do their like being that they're kind of like a newer kind of not newer but like up and comer in the scene of just like metalcore whatever this current like metalcore hardcore scene is like they they're still kind of making their name but they did do a lot to um not necessarily appease but uh pay homage to like what is going well in the scene right now because in disassemble reassemble it's basically like the most new metal track on the album um in the sense that it's got like this very industrial beat kind of going behind it there's a lot of like weird it reminded me of code orange's new release newest release with the way that they had like the the glitchy sounds in the background and just a lot of kind of chaos happening but um it's just like again it's just an instrumental kind of breakdown song but there's still enough going on that it feels like it's its own thing on the album and not just like a filler breakdown track um and to me the ending of that song just fucking kicks ass the way that it they keep kind of repeating the same breakdown but the the last time they do it it's all just electronic drums and i thought that was so fucking tight like it just kind of changes it enough um and then it goes right into cost of sacrifice which is the closer on the album which just as a closing track it it kicks ass um the breakdown at the end really just it they do a great job of that where it's like the end of the song which is the end of the album it does leave you wanting more from them which i always appreciate from bands like this that to me it's super easy to just go the route of being like misery signals worship and these guys definitely like you said they they made a they made a a separate kind of section for themselves in the hardcore scene with this album um and i i'm excited to see what they do after this man like i'm sure you got more to say but for me that's basically it i just loved i loved this album so fucking much said it better man um you know just like you said too like this is this is also just like a short listen as well so i mean like you don't have to spend too much time like on a record which is kind of like one of the things that i've kind of noticed with a lot of the records that i listened to in 2020 as well where like you kind of almost have to have an hour to kind of sit down and listen to a whole album whereas this one you can just kind of put in and it'll you know get the job done and you know and it's a quick listen um 
you know, the favorites for me on this record, um, I think Fracture and uh, Disassemble, Reassemble, and then also Paranoia Bleeds. Those were the three that just kind of stood out to me a lot. Um, and I think those are kind of the best three to kind of show someone who is kind of on the fence of checking this album out or, you know, just doesn't know who this band is. And that's something I noticed, too, on, like, listening to it a, a bunch of times. Like, it was hard for me to pick top tracks because it's not like they all bleed together. But every time I listened to it, I was, like, I was taking, like, I would be working and listening to it. And if I, if something in that moment caught my ear or had me, like, opening Spotify back up to fucking, like, go back and hear it again, it was always a different fucking song. Like every listen, I was noticing something else that was really fucking cool. And like you said, for an album that's 30 minutes long and you can, you can listen to it and actually pay attention to it and appreciate it. Or you can just have it on while you're doing shit. And it's still going to like have moments that kind of draw you out of whatever you're doing to pay attention to it. I think that's like the telling of a fucking great album. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, what are you giving this one, man? Um, I'm going to give it a six out of 10. I mean, like I really do like the record. Um, and I'll definitely give it some more listens, but I, I honestly, um, I don't know where it stays in my like catalog for the whole entire year. Um, I can see myself kind of forgetting about this, like maybe three or four months. Um, but I mean, it doesn't mean that i'm not going to be jamming this thing for the next you know a couple of weeks but uh six out of ten what about you yeah i'm about the same i'd give i'm giving it a seven um same reasons basically uh for me it's a little bit higher just because this kind of shit just always hits my fucking niche i love breakdowns i love heavy um but yeah same kind of shit i feel like I'll be I'll be talking about this a lot and I'll be recommending it a lot to people who I know like this kind of shit. Um, but yeah, probably in like a couple months, I probably will be. It'll be one of those records that uh, gets a listen every couple months when I think about it. Or if they come out with something new, I'll listen to the new song and be like, fuck, yeah, I want to listen to Cost of Sacrifice again. So, yeah, seven out of ten for me. Solid release. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing, like I said, yeah. way better than the last record. And. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's um, it encourages me to go see them again live because I know that all these songs are going to be amazing live, especially you know disassemble, reassemble. Yeah, man. If they if they play that shit live, I hope that it turns into like a six minute just fucking like experimental <laughs> like jam session where it's just breakdown after breakdown and just weird shit going on. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I think the you I think the pup. So getting out of there, we're gonna go and talk about pup. Their new EP is called uh, "This Place Sucks Ass." Uh, and before we super get into it, I can tell you right now, this EP does not suck ass. Um, this world <laughs> might, but this EP does not. Uh, Bijan, this was your wreck, so I'm gonna go ahead and let you start us off with this one. Just like Matt said, um, the album is called "This Sucks Ass." Uh, or this place sucks ass. Um, and it was also kind of thrown in with a live stream as well, which I watched and uh, thoroughly enjoyed um, from their weird special effects to their uh, performance of 
song Edmonton and through it like in a bathroom and um, everything else. It was just a, a really cool time to kind of watch that. And, um, you know, they did this at the first ever venue that they played um, in Toronto. And that place was called, was it? Oh, Sneaky D's. Um, so, I mean, it was really cool to kind of see, like, uh, just kind of like their version of like a dive bar because, you know, um, you know, out here in California, it's, you know, uh, chain reaction and, you know, at home in Chicago, it's like the beat kitchen. And, uh, you know, it, it was just nice to kind of see like someone live streaming at like a, a place that means a lot to a lot of people. And, um, you know, just them playing all, every song off the EP and just kind of doing everything was really cool. Um, and then they also did it um, for this place, um, Canada Helps, which is a food share organization uh, that puts like emergency food boxes together for, you know, one of the eight households experiencing uh, food insecurities in Toronto, which was really cool. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put a lot of that stuff like in the show notes. And if you want to donate, you can, um, as well as like donating to, you know, venues like Chain Reaction um, and Beat Kitchen and, you know, saving venues and stuff like that. Um, but as far as the album goes, um, I've listened to this thing like a million times. Um, and uh, I don't know where to start, man. What, what were you uh, thinking about this album? So yeah, man, like you said, it's so it's so perfect. Like it's six songs, 17 minutes. Like to me it's like right on that cusp of EP or album cuz in my so I was talking to a buddy about this earlier today. Um and I was saying how like to me anything less than 20 minutes kind of feels like an EP to me, but this one is so well composed that I feel like it earns a place as an album even if they consider it like to be an ep um okay the highlights to me on this for sure just i mean front to back the fucking vocal delivery man it's so raw like it feels like everything like you said i know they live streamed this but it almost feels like the album was recorded like as a one take yeah everything just has so much energy and i mean Pup has always been I've loved this band probably for the last few years. They always kind of pull this like the it when you're listening to the album it feels like you're listening to it live. There's just always this energy the 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 only like way I could describe this to people that have never listened to them is it's literally like frat boy party punk, but it's not like in a bad way. It's just something you would imagine hearing at a fucking like beer pong tournament in college like it's got that you know it's got that perfect band for a party yeah it's got that jeff rosenstock like turns like old turnstile influence but it does like i feel like they wear their influences pretty heavily but they don't copy anything like they you listen to pup and you know it's them you listen to jeff rosenstock you know it's them like I, I just really liked everything about it. Like, it's just... Se- it's 17 minutes of fucking just straight-up punk music with some cool... um, Like, some cool added 
things that you wouldn't necessarily think would happen in a punk, like just a straight up punk album. Um, the thing I thought of first was that ending of floodgates, that weird dissonant chord breakdown they're doing. Like that yeah. was fucking cool. I, for what it's like maybe seven seconds or 10 seconds long, but I listened to that thing. I just kept repeating it because it just sounded so fucking cool because in 17 minutes, you don't right. really have a single breakdown, but that dissonant chord thing is just so, it feels so fucking heavy. And I think that was so sick. I mean, especially just for if you if you're thinking of this like a like a typical punk release it's it's not even that because they have like way too many influences like punk is the thing that they you know obviously do easy and they just kind of bring all these other kind of things in there um and then even like you know like track three which is am 180 um you know that's a like a cover um a grand a granddaddy cover and yeah. like they do that extremely perfect and like though it's like a blueprint like you know because it's a cover like they do it their own way and it just sounds so perfect and they kind of took on you know that responsibility and made it their own um even though it's a cover yeah and i like talking about influences and stuff like just comparable artists and shit like i said jeff rosenstock and turnstile just because that was like pretty much the only things i could even think of i think if you were looking for a band that sounds like pup i think the closest you'd get is like idols but even idols is a lot different than this like pup does a lot of the same kind of like not spoken word but not sung or or screamed kind of vocals it's just kind of this mix of just like it, like I said, it's it's party music. Like it's like the dude's fucking drunk and just kind of like going up on stage and fucking yelling into a mic for seventeen minutes. Like, it's just really fucking cool and it's got some dope ass energy. And I was glad that you talked about Edmonton because to me that being what like a minute and four seconds long or some shit, that song is just a straight up old school hardcore ass beater. Like, listen yeah, and to like we were, what you were gonna say about the vocals too. Like the the vocals that you hear on rot and the vocals that you hear on edmonton are completely different oh, from yeah. the ones you hear on nothing changes right which right. is just crazy there's a lot of range yeah a lot of range a lot of different like delivery styles on this thing um again for being what's is it six songs six songs in 17 minutes yeah, yeah like every song is like its own entity on this thing and I, I I like you said I've listened to this I think today I listened to it like just 15 times just because it's such a quick listen but it's so satisfying every time and nothing gets old for sure yeah yeah and every time and dude it was funny because I was listening to it and every time I got to Edmonton I was just like damn I just I, I just want to be in a pit right now like that song makes me just want to crowd kill and just fucking be in a fucking middle of a fucking sweaty ass venue getting my shit kicked in by sweaty <laughs> sure. ass dudes like the song is just hard man and i think that was something else that really stuck out to me is bands that pull this kind of style off this like it's clearly punk it's clearly hardcore but they're not inherently heavy i mean what it's it, their their guitar tones aren't like overdriven pretty i mean they have overdrive for sure but it's not like they're 
plugging in through five different noise pre- noise gr- gates and fucking scooping the mids like you hear on other bands like Knocked Loose and shit like that. Like it's just it's just a fucking you could you could imagine this being played on a fucking practice amp with a mic on it. You know what I mean? Like it's dirt. Oh, sure. it, it's dirty. It's DIY. It's what punk is supposed to be if you're being like uh like if you're looking for like a definition to punk like this is it it's that fucking energy and that fucking messiness and nothing's really overproduced like it's so fucking cool for sure what did you think about the song nothing changes i loved it man like i said i mean it was it was almost hard for me to to pay too much attention to any one song because it's like you said like it's it's quick and you get you get through it but um nothing changes was sick because i did i did feel like that one like you said everything kind of sounds different and nothing changes had this just kind of moment in it where it was just different and i think that's probably why they called it nothing changes but it's very much like a, a, a standout on the album for for me one of the big reasons that it's like a, a pretty good standout of a song is it's just like for for me it puts me in like this really like good mood and it's uh it's kind of like the most like drifty song so like you can kind of escape and i think that that's kind of like one of the the main things with like the title of the album you know with like this place sucks ass and like lyrically if you're like listening to it you know like it, it's almost like lyrically everything is like going around like going wrong around him and like you're kind of in a bubble and escaping all that stuff like there's lyrics of him like you know just like playing guitar and like shredding and then just visualizing like a drink with like on the rocks and like everything is just like going miserable around him and it's kind of like to me like what the artwork is on the album where it's like all mm-hmm. this crap going around right. and you're just, you know, chilling on the couch inside your bubble and you're just going like, you know, man, you know, nothing changes on a day to day. So this is cool. I also think nothing changes was where I initially pulled the turnstile influence from. And then the more I listened to it, the more I was, like, oh yeah, you know, this makes sense from both sides of what Turnstile has to offer, being like old old Turnstile, straight up punk hardcore, and then the new Turnstile is kind of more of this like spacey shoegaze approach to hardcore. And yeah, Nothing Changes definitely has that kind of like breath moment that I, that I think we talk about. I mean, you and I for sure have talked about a lot just in text exchange and, sh- and shit about albums, but like we talked about it with clipping where it's like every every album no matter how short like it's good to have that kind of moment of relief from what else is going on and nothing changes has that kind of just like what three and a half minutes of just kind of a different sound to what you were listening to for the first half Um, agreed yeah and then i mean after that what it's right into floodgates and then you get that like like you said man it's just every song kind of fits its own its own thing on this one and i don't know i i haven't heard anything like it this year that's for sure um and i'm, I'm glad they did it because i mean whatever what was their their last album was what two years ago was it two or three years ago now it's been a yeah, minute and I, I, I think that like some of these songs were like originally like leftovers or from some of those from uh, sessions yeah. 
That's yeah. why I like kind of read in a, an article going over this sense. album. Oh yeah, because the well, no, they I forgot they put out morbid stuff last year, but um, prior to morbid stuff, they hadn't put out uh, a full length since 2016. But yeah, I forgot morbid stuff was last year. Holy shit, feels like this year has been five years lumped into one. Absolutely, man. Especially can yeah, can't go to any shows or anything. Yeah. Yeah, fucking a pup. What did you uh? What did you rank this one at, man? Um, I give it a nine out of ten. Um, and the only reason I do that is because uh, it's a quick album, and I kind of always want more uh, after every time I listen to it. So I usually just listen to it like twice in a row. So. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, man. Nine out of ten for me. Um, it's funny because these guys actually did fall under my radar for a while. Um morbid stuff came out and everyone was talking about it but i didn't really give it a proper listen until like this year and i fell in love with it and it kind of made me mad that i didn't listen to it in 2019 because that album would have definitely made my top 10 and this one's definitely going to be in the top 10 eps i'm going to put it as an ep but it's 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 in my top 10 list for either my It'll eps probably be my number one ep yeah this i year. would agree just fucking fun it's fun like that's basically the biggest takeaway from it if you want to just put on something for like 20 minutes that's fun you know if you got some homies you know socially distanced over or whatever you know fucking pop this bitch on and smash some fucking beers and just have a good time it's a fucking great album for parties and just it's yeah these guys are just the kings of that shit right now parties um, uppers, downers, you know. Yeah. The whole album has everything, man. It does. <laughs> you'll be you'll be fucking, you know, playing beer pong with the boys and then you'll get to like halfway through the album and you guys will just be hugging and then you'll fucking start beating <laughs> the shit out of each other and then you'll fucking dance some more. It's just, it's, it's so fucking fun to listen to. Um, I, f- I definitely found myself like grooving out to it while I was working the past few days, just like listening to it and just kind of bouncing around while i was doing my shit like it's just a good it's a good fucking listen yeah i mean this was a, a pretty like uh upbeat crunk playlist of albums from pup chamber ghost main yeah man. You know, all of them are pretty intense so yeah you'll have uh you'll definitely have something to listen to that you'll enjoy this week because you're gonna you've been putting together those playlists yeah yeah um i'll drop those on twitter send them to you maybe instagram Who oh knows? yeah but you drop them on twitter i'll drop them on instagram we got this shit um <laughs> something for everyone this week for sure a little bit last week i mean i know last week you we were just talking about clipping and you know attack attack and shit so that was a little bit more niche but i think this week there's uh something for everybody depending on whatever you like listening to there's something on this playlist for you the fuck yeah good week good week of music and next week will be ariana grande which i don't give a i don't give a fuck what nobody (laughs) says man i'm gonna fucking gush about that album i'll probably spend 20 minutes by myself talking about that shit unless somehow it sucks which is always possible i just I, i don't see it happening are are you one of those people that stays up till midnight on Thursday for the release or I mean I'll probably be up till Friday morning. 
I'll be up till midnight for sure, but I'll forget about it. I'll probably think about it at like <laughs> one when I get into bed yeah. and then I'll be like, I'll, I'll throw it on and listen to a few songs. And then unless it just fucking flops, I'll probably listen to it all the way through, but I won't actually have like a good idea of it until Friday when I listen to it. I don't. Yeah, I'll probably wait till Friday. I don't think I think the last album that I waited until like the actual minute for it to release was the Code Orange that both me and you were talking about. When we oh yeah, you know, we're texting crazy about it. But. Yeah, I uh, the last one I did that for was Deftones. I stayed up and waited for it to drop and listened to it right when it dropped. Still haven't listened to it all the way through. Oh shit! <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> we're gonna have to review that one but okay. anyway yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll throw that on there next week hell yeah i'll give me a chance to actually listen to it that's what's up <laughs> um but yeah so we are getting close to the end of the year so i figure this is a good time for us to talk about it we should do a top 10 list overview thing um at in december at some point um, probably like the middle of December, we'll probably do an episode where we just do our top 10 lists. I know that's kind of hard to do in the, with two weeks left in the year, but you know, whatever, you can't really ever make it perfect if you want to release it in the year. But, uh, and I think next week we'll have our third, uh, our third host. Jay was saying that he's going to have his uh, mic stand by then, so I think we'll have uh, Jay in on next week for sure. Which will be tight. And Bijan is not talking, so I'm hoping that he hasn't disconnected, because if he did, that sucks at the very end of the fucking episode. But uh, um, I'm excited to have Jay on here, especially <laughs> for the Ariana Grande. <laughs> Dude, he'll love it. He'll love it. He likes pop music. Yeah. So I'll have someone we'll, to we'll love it. I'll maybe have... <laughs> it could disappoint. Like I said, <laughs> it could disappoint positions could be the best song on the album. And the rest could be fucking hot garbage. Who knows? I um, was, I was extremely excited about Justin Bieber this year. It just didn't work for me though. I didn't even listen to it. Shit. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. But anyway, uh, good episode. Good times. Uh, chamber and pup. Chambers is called Cost of Sacrifice. Pups is called This Place Sucks Ass. Check them out. Spotify. Uh, support the bands. All the shit will be in the show notes. Make sure you support the uh, Save the Venues. Because if you ever want shows again, we need venues around to do that. So if you've got some uh, spare cash lying around and you want to support a good cause and you like going to shows, perhaps support the venues. Um... Big thanks to White Claw again, always helping us out, even though they don't know they are, but they are. Um, and yeah, check us out on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, just search up the Musical Podcast and you'll find us. Uh, and shit, that's about all I got. Pretty quick. And then, um, yeah, we're up on um, almost all major platforms, hopefully. By the time that this gets uploaded, we'll be on Apple Music. But, um, you know, we're pretty much everywhere except Apple and Stitcher. So um, looking to get those up sometime in the next week or two. Hell yeah. 
good music and uh, good times. Huh? And uh, as always, big thanks to Bijan for being my co-host through all this. Love you, brother. Big thanks to you, big boy. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. Well, you guys have a good week. Make sure you listen to these albums, listen to good music, and uh, hit us up on any Instagram, Twitter, social media platforms you can find us on and let us know if you've got anything you want us to listen to. And uh, we'll talk about it. But until that happens, we'll keep doing what we want, and uh, hopefully you'll keep enjoying it. So you guys have a good weekend. Have a great, great Halloween. Make sure you check your candy for uh, blades or narcotics. And, uh, you know, be safe. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good one.